Holy Spirit spoke so many treasures about what Jesus loves the most. Okay. So today I'm going to be speaking about the different levels of prayers that allows you to see your progress. Wouldn't you want to know as a believer where you are in your journey? Out of all the scriptures in the New Testament, the longest prayer recorded in the, in the New Testament is John chapter 17. It's very powerful when you actually pay closer attention to what he's actually saying. In saying that, you'll begin to see where, where and what John 17 means for us. That prayer was for us. And I'm going to go through it now to explain what Jesus wants from us. I believe when you know what Jesus wants from you, your prayers will become very uh, clear. If I can say it like that. Your prayers will become very clear in what Jesus wants from you on earth. You have to know that Jesus put you on earth with a task and a goal. And it's up to you to find out what that is. But if your prayer life is linked up with the Word of God, you will see the results. So I'm going to go through it today, and I'm going to show you what the Holy Spirit showed me. But from this here, I spoke about last week about the different levels of prayer from Paul. I'm going to speak about the different levels of prayer from Jesus. So we're going to go to John 17, whoever wants to follow. And I'm going to take this very slowly. Okay? So, as a believer, from this teaching, you'll begin to see where you are as a believer, and where do you stand in the terms of your faith. So let's have a look here. This is from John 17, verse 1, all the way to 26. This is the longest recorded prayer in the New Testament, the most important one, because it tells you what you need to do. Religion today has caused us not to see clearly in the way God wants us to see. It's true. So let's have a read. When Jesus had spoken these things, he raised his eyes to heaven. This is from the Amplified Version. He raised his eyes to heaven in prayer and he said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your son that your Son may glorify you. Just as you have given Him power and authority over all mankind, now glorify Him so that He may give eternal life to all whom you have given to Him to be His permanently and forever. <clears throat> now this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true supreme and sovereign God, 
and in the same manner know Jesus Christ as Christ whom you have sent. Now that's the first level. The first level of your journey is to know Jesus Christ. So he starts off with this here now. Now this is eternal life that you may that he may that they may know you, the only true supreme and sovereign God in the same manner know Jesus Christ as the Christ whom you have sent. I have glorified you down here on the earth by completing the work you gave me to do. Now, isn't that interesting that we believe that we need to spend a lifetime to serve Jesus? Yeah? Jesus finished it in three years. Meaning, the majority of our life, it's wasted on us. But God's given us this life to enjoy with our family, with our children, in his truth. Amen? But if I can say this humbly, serving, serving and fulfilling your purpose on earth doesn't take you a hundred years. It shows you that if your vision is clear, you can connect straight away into your calling. It opens your eyes to understand 30 years to prepare for 30, for three years. It shows you that it doesn't take you a lifetime to get to know the will of God for your life. Meaning the kingdom is near unto you as you open your heart. We keep going. So this is the first level that Jesus asked us to know God the Father, His character, through His Son, Jesus Christ. Now, this is the basis of our foundation to walk with Christ, is that we know Him. That speaks of the cross. That speaks of His redemption plan for us. It speaks about how He ransomed us. It gets deeper. Next one. Now, Father, glorify me together with yourself, with the glory and majesty that I had with you before the world existed. I have manifested your name and revealed your very self, your real self, to the people whom you have given me out of the world. They were yours and you gave them to me and they have kept and obeyed your word. Now this is the second stage. The first stage is that we know Jesus Christ as the one and true God sent from the Father. The second stage, we begin to use the Word of God for what purpose? I have manifested your name and revealed your very self, your real self, to the people whom you have given me out of the world. Now it shows you here, it shows you here that the first principle that you have as a believer is to know Jesus Christ, to have a relationship with Him. The second principle or the second level of faith is to have the Word of God to escape the world and its system. 
Now, I shared it before in the beginning that the world demands you to live for yourself. It commands you to live for yourself. The system of the world tells you that you are to focus on yourself. The reason Jesus Christ died is that we no longer live for ourselves. So here, it's showing us here that after we get to have a relationship with Jesus Christ and to fellowship with him, we are going to use the word of God now to come out of the world. Meaning, no longer be dictated by this world. And, and what it stands for, it's, it's, it's big. Because it has to do with Satan, has to do with sin, has to do with the pride of life, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye. It's pretty much everything that stands for this world. Now, Jesus prayed that we know Jesus Christ. We know God the Father through his Son. The second stage here is that we begin to use the word of God so we are purchased out of this world. Now think about it like this. If he's trying to take you out of the world, it's to put another kingdom or a world inside of you, which is the will of God. He can't put the kingdom inside another kingdom. He has to take out that kingdom to replace it with his kingdom. You must understand this. Now, the Holy Spirit showed me there are three levels of the word in this prayer. There are three levels of God's word that's given in this prayer. So the first level is to overcome the world. Overcome your sinful nature. Overcome the flesh. Not to be mastered from the flesh. Now that's what that's the first key for us believers. Once we welcome Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord over our lives, we begin to cultivate the soil of the Word of God so we can disconnect from the world. That's what it's saying here now. The greatest prayer Jesus prayed was us to know Jesus, then for the Word to enter our hearts so we can reject the old man and the way of the world in us. Okay? You with me? So here, it's powerful. He talks about three times about the word of God in this prayer. And I'm going to explain it. Three times. So someone may say, I'm in, the, I'm in the realm where I'm still in the world. I'm getting tossed back and forth. I'm still struggling with sin. I'm still dominated by the world. The Holy Spirit showing you, you're in this realm or this dominion of your faith which is very common. Most Christians are in this area of their faith. So let's keep going. Now at last, they know with confident assurance that all you have given me is from you, it is really and truly yours. For the words which you gave me, I have given them, and they received and accepted them truly and understood with confident assurance that I came from you. 
from your presence, and they believed without any doubt that you sent me. I pray for them. Now, this is interesting. This is interesting what he says here now, of how much he means to us, and how much we mean to him. Now, look here. I pray for them. I do not pray for the world. But for those you have given me, because they belong to you. And all things that are mine are yours, and all things that are yours are mine, and I am glorified in them. Next. I am no longer in the world, yet they are still in the world, and I am coming to you. Holy Father, Keep them in your name, the name which you have given me, so that they may be one, just as we are. Now, isn't that interesting here? I'll share with you. Twice in this prayer, he says, Keep them in your name, the name which you have given me, so that they may be one, just as we are. He makes that statement twice in this prayer. Look how he reveals to us that we become one with him. What's the first level and stage how he can see that we are truly one with him when we are taken out of this world? Meaning we're living, seated at the right hand of God, so are we. We are living from the perspective of the Spirit. Are we understanding? So here it says... Keep them in your name, meaning protect them from the world and the system of the world that Satan brings to all the people. You have given me so that they may be one just as we are. He says that statement twice in this whole prayer. Jesus is showing us how we, how we become one just as he and the Father are one. And the first principle is that we overcome the world. To know Jesus Christ as our Lord and God, our salvation. Then to use the word of God to escape the corruption of this world. That's what God commanded for each believer here. What you do, it's up to you. But the longest recorded prayer leaves a mystery. And leaves you a level of where you are in your journey. While I was with them, I was keeping them in your name. See, that word keeping means to remove them from the corruption and the system of this world. That's what that word means. In the Esau, you can have a look at it. That's what that word means. Is that we don't inherit the system of this world. And that's pretty much everything outside of God's truth. Or the way of the Spirit. While I was with them, I was keeping them in your name, which you have given me, and I guarded them and protected them. And not one of them was lost except the son of destruction, so that the scriptures would be fulfilled. Uh, but now I am coming, but now I am coming to you, and I say these things while I am still in the world. 
that they may experience my joy, full and complete and perfect within them, filling their hearts with my delight. I have given them, I have given to them your word, the message you gave me, and the world has hated them because they are not of the world and do not belong to the world, just as I am not of the world and do not belong to them. Now look at this here. Go back there. Another time now, he uses the word. I have given to them your word. What's that? He's saying now, he's given the next level of his word to put joy in you. And what does the Bible say? That the joy of the Lord is your strength. But how is it purchased and birthed inside of you when you overcome the world? If you read the first one, it tells you, I have given you the word to overcome Satan, the flesh and sin. Now he's given you the word that your joy may be complete. He's saying now that your joy is when you overcome the world, that joy will come inside of you. Are we understanding? It says, I have given to them your word, the message you gave me. Now he's saying the message that he received from the Father. He's given it to us. And the world has hated them because they are not of the world and do not belong to the world, just as I am not of the world and do not belong to it. You see what he's trying to make a statement? That we are not to succumb to the system of this world. If you can read this whole prayer, you begin to have a clear picture of what the world offers you is contrary to what Jesus offers you. And you see the war that begins in people's hearts today. Of what the world offers you allows you to be an enemy of God. And what Jesus Christ offers you has all to do with his kingdom and his purpose and his will. I have given that to them your word. I have given to them your word, the message you gave me, and the world has hated them because they are not of the world and do not belong to the world, just as I am not of the world and do not belong to it. I do not ask you to take them out of the world, but that you keep them and protect them from the evil one. Look again, the third time he talks about keeping and protecting them. He goes to show you how weak the flesh is to allowing us to have communion with the world. It goes to show you Jesus Christ implying stay away from the system of the world Stay away from its belief system. Stay away from everything it offers you. Why? Because it prevents you from receiving another kingdom. It prevents you from receiving God's kingdom. He will not come. I do not ask that you take them out of the world, but that you keep them and protect them from the evil one. They are not of the world, just as I am and not of the world. Next. Sanctify them in the truth. Set them apart for your purpose. Make them holy. Your word is truth. 
now the third time now. This is the third level. The third level is what? First level is what? To know Jesus Christ, his salvation through his word. The second stage is that we overcome the evil one. Yes? We overcome the evil one through the word of God. The third stage is what? He prepares you to walk in his holiness. Look. Sanctify them in the truth. Set them apart for your purpose. Make them holy. Your word is truth. It's the third level of God's word. And the third level of truth that you walk in is to what? Now he's preparing you for something now. What is he preparing you for? For his kingdom. He's preparing you for what? He's preparing you to be commissioned to go in the world and to be his vessel. First stage is what? Know Jesus Christ, salvation, the Lord of your life, everything he's done for you. Second stage is to overcome the evil one, the flesh, sin, the world. The third one is to apply the word of God to make yourself holy. What does the Bible say? Those who cleanse themselves in the latter day will be used as instruments for God. Now, you begin to see Jesus' prayer? You begin to see where you are in your journey? <laughs> the first one, I know Jesus Christ. He's my Lord and Savior. Now, I have a responsibility that I must overcome the world. John says it like this, St. John. The lust of the world, the lust of the eye, and the pride of life. They don't come from the Father, but they come from the world. So, first stage, salvation. Know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Second stage is to overcome the evil one. The third stage of applying the word of God to you is to become sanctified, preparing yourself to be set apart for his purpose. Just as you commissioned and sent me into the world, I also have commissioned and sent them believers into the world. Now he's preparing you for the kingdom. He's preparing you for responsibility. For their sake, I sanctify myself to do your will, so that they also may be sanctified, set apart, dedicated, made holy in your truth. The fourth one now. The fourth level of God's truth, truth is what? That you become set apart, dedicated. You see? Made holy in your truth. It's the fourth level of God's word. He sees now that you're operating in the kingdom. You're operating as God's vessel on earth. So you begin to see why John 17 was the longest recorded prayer? Because it's given you a roadmap where you are in your journey. And if you don't read it in the way you should be reading it, you'll miss out on what God needs to do inside of you. Now, is this an overnight thing? <laughs> it's not an overnight thing. It's how you cooperate with him determines where you go. And you begin to see, okay, there are four levels of God's truth. Four levels. Where do I stand as a believer? Because if there's something that I wanted to know, a nagging pain that I had in me in the beginning 
was to know where I stand with the Lord. And that means I'm not working in an area that I'm not meant to be in. I've understood, okay, if God's dealing in, with my sinful nature, the renewal of the mind, or form of disobedience, or rebellion, or the realm of the flesh, or the realm of the world, let's focus here. I understood where to locate the Holy Spirit, also where to locate God's word for my journey. You understand that? The last level of God's word is for what? You're dedicate, dedicated, set apart for God's work. But you have those three stages to get to know God. The first one talks about Jesus Christ, salvation, identity. The second one, now you're going to be sent by the Holy Spirit to be tempted by the devil. You have to overcome all those principles. The third one is what, sorry? The third one is what? Make you holy. The inward work. The new man. Then, then, the kingdom of God. I'm, I'm his hands and his feet on earth now. You start to see why Jesus invested so long in that prayer? To show you, okay, this is what he needs to do in you. And this, this, is also, uh, this is also an encouraging thing to know that wherever you are, God already sees it. But he wants you to work to a place of perfection. What is that place? What is the last and final destination of God's prayer? That you become his hands and feet on earth. Heaven is my throne. The earth is my footstool. Where would my head rest? You begin to see, am I working in the way of the Holy Spirit? You begin to see, what am I praying every day? Am I praying in line with God's truth? Am I praying in line with the Holy Spirit? You start to see, or is your prayer life fleshly? Give me, Lord, bless me, Lord. Give me, Lord, bless me, Lord. <laughs> You start to see. When I understood this, the only prayer that I started to pray is what? Prepare my heart, Lord. I want to do your will. Prepare me. I understood. The majority of my prayer life ceased when I understood what God needs to do in me and where he needs to take me. That means it was easy for me to let go of the things that God wanted me to let go, because I knew what he needed to do with me, and who am I to actually fight against his will? I understood. Who am I to fight against his will? I mean, he's the one who purchased me. He's the one who's the author of my life now. Why should I fight against him? Why should I make a heart for myself to do what I want to do? I understood. And I'm telling you, you fighting against your true calling, you will not enjoy your life. You will actually not enjoy your life. Though you have many things, you won't even enjoy them. It's true. So the first stage is to know Jesus Christ as Lord and God, salvation of your soul. Second stage, overcome the evil one overcome the world 
Third stage, make yourself holy. Fear of the Lord. The fourth stage, God sees the mature believer. He can win souls. He can build our people. He has a responsibility. That's where you're all working towards, every believer here. You must know that's who you are. That is your timetable on earth. You know that? That is your timetable on earth. Don't waste time. That's who God created you to be. It's the truth. God created you to be this person. Whether you like it or not, God created you to be this person. So if there's anything that I want to know is when Jesus prayed, am I actually cooperating with him? For their sake I sanctify myself to do your will, so that they may also be sanctified, set apart, dedicated, made holy in your truth. Next one. I do not pray for these alone. It is not for their sake only that I make this request, but also for all those who will ever believe and trust in me through their message. Now what does that show you here? It shows you that you're going to win so many souls for the Lord. And they are going to get saved because of Jesus' prayer that he prayed. But look at his heart here. Look at the heart of Jesus. Look where Jesus is focusing on as a, as, as a bride that can prepare itself for the Lord. Look where he's focusing. I do not pray for these alone. It is not for their sake only that I make this request, but also for all who will ever believe and trust in me through their message. Jesus has given you the same authority he had, the same responsibility he had to gather his sheep. The same responsibility. You have it. Jesus has given it to you now. And people still want to hold on to their life. People still want to focus on their own self. You have something greater given to you. And it's the most precious thing in the sight of God the Father. What is it? Souls. Souls. But in the beginning, we're selfish. In the beginning, it's all about me. In the beginning, I, me, and I. We, 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 we all start like this. But you have to know what God needs to do in you. Now you can understand why God needs to discipline you. Because he brings you to your rightful place in who he created you to be. You know that? That they all may be one, just as you, the Father, are in me, and I in you. Now look at the two statements. The two statements that he makes here, that they all may be one, just as you, the Father, are in me, and I in you, that they also... All also may be one in us. Now, he makes that statement twice. He makes that major statement twice. The first statement is to overcome the world. The second statement is to be in the kingdom. If there is anything that God the Father and his Son are interested in to come and live in you, first of all, to overcome the world. Second, operate in the kingdom to win souls. It shows you where Jesus Christ is most interested in in a believer's life and journey. 
he makes this statement twice where he promises that the Father and Son will be one just as he is one inside of us. And you know what that means? It shows you his burning desire of what he truly wants. Number one, you overcome the world. Sin, the devil, and the world. Number two, that you enter into the domain of God's kingdom where you're winning souls for him. You know that? Now, how many people can say on a weekly basis they are winning souls for the Lord? See, you begin to see, well, God needs to take me from here to here to be a soul-winning machine. If we can say it like that. Where you, where you have a heart to know that there is a hell and there is a heaven and I have a responsibility to preach the good news. You must know that. There's no such thing as a good person. It's the blood of Jesus on the cross. You have to know this. And when you know this, you have a hunger and a compassion and a love to win people because you know it can cost them their life. You know that? So Jesus promises his major, the first and major thing where he promises that him and the Father will come and live in us is when we overcome the world. What's that mean? It means we're not feasting on Satan anymore. We're not feasting on sin anymore. We're not feasting on the system of the world anymore. That's the first condition for every believer is that our body become temple of God. And the Bible says that our right and true and proper worship is to offer our bodies as a living sacrifice unto him. What's that mean? That Jesus has to destroy the works of the devil in us. The pride, the ego, the selfishness, the lust, the temptation, the sin. You begin to see. Do I know where I'm going as a believer? Do you know where you're going as a believer? See, you must know why so many people struggle in their work because they don't know where they're going. But when you know that Christ is working in you, transforming you to take you to the kingdom to be his ambassador, you begin to cooperate with him. Burns more. Nothing burns more powerful than when you have a vision of where you're going. People have, people have houses, people have plans in the physical, and they're so persistent with that. Imagine you putting that inside of God. So the two major statements where he promises that the Father, just as you and the Father are one, I in me and I in you, they will come and dwell when you have these two major visions overcome the world, operate in the kingdom. I'm dedicated to the life of Christ now. I'm dedicated to his purpose now. Can you say wholeheartedly that you are dedicated to his purpose? You begin to see the level of where you are. And it's okay because we all have to go through that motion. You've got to understand, salvation, knowing Jesus, is one thing. Overcoming Satan, you've got to understand what Satan said to Jesus. He said, bow down to me, I'll show you another kingdom. 
I'll make you fall in love with the world. I'll make you fall in love with the way the world desires. I'll make you fall in love with that system. And how easy it is to see the people of the world today fall in love with that system and choosing that system over God's system. So Satan, Satan tried to pursue and the flesh loves it. The flesh loves that system because there's money, there's security, there is comfort, but Jesus is not there. He's not there. He's in the unknown. Faith is always in the unknown. It desires trust. So when I knew what God needs to do in me, I stopped playing any games. My vision became very clear. But that's for every person here, standing here. You have the same purpose. You have the same desire. You have the same vision. And the Bible says that He is so patient in the process. No matter where you are in the process, He will see you go through it as long as you are willing to walk that path. It's true. Next scripture. I have given to I have given to them the glory and honor which you have given me. Now you, he speaks about his power now. He speaks about his anointing and his power. Where which level is the anointing given to you? When you have a heart for souls, when you have a heart for his kingdom, when you have a heart for his body. That they may be one just as we are again. I in them and you in me, that they may be perfected. Now he's talking about perfection. Now look here what it says, how we reach the place of perfection. I in them and you in me, that they may be perfected and completed into one, so that the world may know without any doubt that you sent me and that you have loved, me, loved them just as you loved me. Now the final, go back there one second, please. Now here, he sees that you're perfected. The whole world will know that you're my disciples by how? By how you what? By how you love one another. He's showing you here how perfection is given when we have a revelation of God's love and mercy. You understand that? That's what's going to allow us to win souls. God's love in us. Next one, please. Father, I desire that they also whom you have given to me as your gift to me may be with me where I am so that they may see my glory which you have given me because you loved me before the foundation of the world. O just and righteous Father, although the world has not known you and has never acknowledged you and the revelation of your mercy, Yet I have always known you. And these believers know without any doubt that you sent me. And I have made your name known to them and will continue make, to make it known so that the love which you have loved me may be in them, overwhelming their heart, and I may be in them. So you begin to see where he finishes. You begin to see where he finishes with the love. 
that overwhelms our heart. What did Paul finish with? Not faith, but love. Egypt, that will uphold you and allow you to operate strongly in the kingdom is how you receive God's love. God's love will allow you to never get run down to be effective in God's kingdom. If you don't have a revelation of God's love and mercy, you will not last in God's kingdom. Satan will destroy you. Because there is challenges, there are trials, there's offenses, there are attacks, and he's showing you here that the greatest thing that will perfect us as Christians, that will allow us to operate strongly in the kingdom, is how we have God's love, how we have God's mercy. And you begin to see which level of faith they are walking now. Am I at the first level? I'm still getting to know Jesus Christ and how much he loves me. Or am I at the second level now where the Holy Spirit's got me resisting the world, resisting sin, resisting evil? Or am I at the third stage now where I'm beginning to prepare my body and walk in holiness and closing that door to sin? that will allow me to be dedicated for his kingdom. Where do I stand in my journey? Where am I now spiritually with Christ? Because I can't tell you how crucial it is locating where you are with God. Because if you can locate the level of faith, then you can locate the Holy Spirit and his voice. It's crucial. They're together. God's word and the Holy Spirit is together in being walking on that path they're together and so many people they're all over the place they don't know where they're going they don't know what god's doing inside of them and in that way they can't hear the holy spirit in what he's addressing inside the believer you understand that so where do you stand there are four levels of god's word here one to know jesus christ I know how much he loved me. I know what, how he ransomed me. I know what he done by his blood. Number two, am I in the arena now where I'm in a war with Satan? Number three, am I preparing my body? Make it holy where the fear of the Lord is produced. Number four, I'm now set apart. I'm dedicated by God. I'm hearing the Holy Spirit to see where he's calling me to go. Whether overseas, whether in your own house, whether see, okay. Where do I stand now as a believer? See, where you, when you begin to know where God needs to take you, your prayer life will become so sharp. So, so you begin to know, okay, this is where God is taking me. So the longest prayer, it's a roadmap for your journey. You know that? The longest prayer that Jesus prayed is a roadmap to see where you are in your journey. Begin to think about it. Begin to think, okay, where do I stand as a believer? Because if I fail to recognize where I am, how can I hear the Holy Spirit clearly? Very important. If there's anything that you, you, get, you, you get a heartbeat to, is listen to what they're praying. There's nothing more powerful than to understand what Jesus prayed here. powerful to know okay where am I going 
You know, in the beginning of my journey, I used to think, you know, imagine the Holy Spirit told me to pack everything and go here. I couldn't fathom it in the beginning. I couldn't understand it in the beginning. You know why? Because I was still in the world. I couldn't register that thought in my heart that God can send me wherever he does, where he keeps me here, or goes or go overseas, wherever it is. But I was so much in the world that I couldn't accept that. I had a foundation of the world that I couldn't accept that. Now it's different. By committing to him, walking with him, it's different now. I can accept it now because of the process that I've undergone and the cooperation that I had with him. But you begin to see, not to, not to in the flesh or in the realm of unbelief to try to see where God's going to take you, just to work in that process where you are. Make sense? Because it's the most dangerous thing is to make a plan in your mind what God is going to do. And it also shows you not to bypass the process. Don't be in a rush to operate in the kingdom. Let God promote you. You understand? You don't have to be anyone. Let God promote you. When you have a heart of humility, you've closed the door to sin, you prepare yourself in the fear of the Lord to make your body holy, naturally God promotes you into the kingdom. But imagine you trying to promote yourself in the kingdom and you're not ready. The greatest danger. That's why so many people begin to operate in that way that attracts different spirits to them because they want to be someone they're not. They want to operate in pride. You attract a different spirit. That's why I understood whenever God's working in me, let him promote me. Let him speak it into my life. Don't try to force or make anything up. So this is where I feel that the body is today. We're in the dominion of the second stage. We're in the dominion of the second stage. We're in that level where we're still fighting with Satan. We're still attracted to the things of the world. We're still attracted, tossed back and forth with sin. We're in this dominion, slowly moving into the third one. You're not going to hear the Holy Spirit here in this place and say, you go to China next week. That's what they heard when they gathered in the Acts of the Apostles. They fasted and prayed. You go to India. Or you are commissioned to go here. I think everyone will run if this comes. <laughs> I think people would run if I start to speak like that. You get what I'm saying? Yeah? It's true. I think everyone would run. <laughs> That's why in the flesh you cannot receive anything but by His Spirit. That they were so dead that they were ready to hear instruction from the Lord. We are preparing ourselves for this. If I can say that humbly. We are preparing ourselves for this. It's all a preparation. Our journey is a preparation. But that's what they heard in the final level of true faith, is the love for one another was so overwhelming. And they were hearing the Holy Spirit to be sent out and commissioned outside. Now we are not, I said this humbly, we are not ready for this. But God is preparing us for this. Okay?
So when you see that John 17 again, I think you'll never see it like you saw it. Because when you see the different levels of truth, the different levels of maturity, you start to see, well, I can locate where I am. I thank you, Lord, that I want to advance. But with the advancement comes responsibility, self-denial, and comes the truth that you're going to love his kingdom, his will above your will. Very important. And the two, the two statements that he made, number one, he promises the Father and Son to be one in us, overcome the world. Number two, kingdom mind. I have a mindset for souls. I think the greatest desire is that heart in us, that we seek and save the lost. And that's, a, that's what represents a mature believer. Everyone saw that? The levels of faith. Yes? You see how much work he has to do? And people telling me two weeks ago, Lord Jesus, come. Now you're in the first stage of your journey. How are you actually ready for the Lord Jesus to come? I'm not as a believer. And I'm not saying it to be humble. I'm not ready for him to come because I know God's got so much for me. He's written my book to glorify his name. And what a privilege and honor it is to do that. And imagine you saying, come Lord, and you're at 5% of your completion rate before the Lord Jesus. So we have a lot of work to do, you understand? You see why we have to stay together? <laughs> I think the worst thing we've done is created um, this preaching online. Because people say, you know, I watched it, I'm safe. God wants to take us somewhere so great, so powerful. It's not about getting people here. That's what God intended for us to do. Now, you're not going to hear a word on the internet saying, you, this person, you go overseas. It comes when you, you're actually sold out for the Lord. So bless you all. And let's pray. Now, if there's something, if there's something, if there's something here that you can find out about your journey, is to understand the level of faith that you stand with Christ. And can I share something with you to encourage you to finish off? I started in the dumps. I started in a place where I just needed healing. I just wanted to be restored by the Lord. So wherever you are, God can work amazing things in you as long as you know where you're going. As long as you have a direction where you're going, you can always work towards that process. Does that make sense? Yes, God called you to save you, save your wife, save your children, but God called you for something greater. And until you see that, you won't have that burning desire to fulfill the plan that God has for you. It's true. When the Holy Spirit showed me that John 17, the four levels when I was reading it, I was blown away. Because I've never, I've never preached or been led to preach from the Gospels as I am now. And for this message, this is a roadmap. 
it's not so much an encouraging message. It's a roadmap to see where you stand with the Lord. Because it's so important to know where you stand with the Lord so you can hear the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit operates in the authority of the Word. It's crucial. I can't tell you how crucial it is to understand where you stand in the Lord, to operate in the authority of the Holy Spirit. For many years I heard the Holy Spirit convicting me, purging me, refining me, renewing me. But now it's different. I hear now for souls. I hear now for his kingdom. But I didn't start like that. But that should encourage you to know that God wants to take you something greater. And all of it is for the love of his people. All of it, all the miracles, all the healings, all the word of knowledge is for the love of his people that he has plans for them. And it's true. So we'll pray. I pray that your, your prayer life becomes very clear. Because imagine you praying and you don't have a road map of where God's going to take you. You'll be praying the fleshly prayer. Thank you, Jesus, for everything. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Amen, bro. That's why you'll be praying. But when you understand where you need to go, your prayer will become very dedicated and very clear. That's why my prayer life changed. Prepare me, Lord. Because the greatest person who stands my own flesh. And a lot of people can begin to understand why I'm so heavy on prayer and fasting. Because the flesh stands as your enemy. <laughs> Let's pray. We thank you, Jesus. We worship you in this place, Lord. We thank you that for everything you've done for us. I pray, Father, in Jesus' name, that we become one with you. Just you and the Father are one. I pray, Lord, that the work that you have given us may be completed in us, that we may glorify your name on earth. I thank you, Lord, for what you have done for each one of us, seeing the great vision that you have inside of each one of us, I thank you. That you have a great purpose for us. And I thank you for choosing us to glorify your name on earth. Lord Jesus, by the Holy Spirit, you prepare us and help us so that our vision become more and more clear. Thank you, Lord. We honor you and we give all the glory to you, Jesus Christ, through the Holy Spirit, that you have given us this wisdom so we can understand you more and more. I pray a blessing over every soul here. I pray, Lord, that from today, that your love becomes complete in them, that they may know that apart from you, there is no good thing. Thank you, Lord. I pray the wrestle in their mind and their heart becomes like still waters where we can rest in your precious presence. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Bless you all.
and we'll see you on Sunday.